All right, gentlemen. Parashat Toledot. Ve'ele Toledot Yitzhak ben Abraham. And these are the offsprings of Yitzhak, the son of Abraham. Abraham holid et Yitzhak. Abraham fathered Yitzhak. So obviously, that this is repetitive. It's repetitive for many reasons. First of all, we already know that Yitzhak is the son of Abraham. And if, just in case we missed it, it already says Yitzhak ben Abraham. doesn't have to say Abraham fathered Yitzhak. So Rashi Alava Shalom gives a well-known the Rashi over here, Abraham, Olidet Yitzhak, says Rashi the first explanation, Le'ahar shekara akadosh baruchu shemo Abraham, mean it's not just that Yitzhak is the son of Abraham, but it after Hashem called his name, he changed it to Abraham. Only then did he give birth to the father Yitzhak. So it was the name change that, that, that the Pasuk is pointing out to. Abraham, not Avram. So not sure what the omek, I'm not sure what the depth of that is. Definitely we know there's something called sheep. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. We know, let's go, Joe, good morning. We know there's something called Shinui Hashem. There is such a thing that the place that changes may change the person's mazal, person's name changes. So we see over here that Avram didn't have its heart. Avraham did. Again, the omek, the depth of this, I'm not going to spend time on it today. We'll leave it a different time. That's Rashi's first explanation. That the Pasuk is saying he's not only Abraham's son, but it was Abraham, the new name that had Yitzhak. Continues Rashi and says, Dabara Her. Avarahel means another explanation. Another reason why it says Abraham Olid at his heart. He says, after the Pasuk, Al ben Abraham, after the Pasuk already told me Yitzhak, the son of Abraham, who skaklomar, he needed to say, Abraham Olid at his heart. That Abraham fathered his heart. Why? Lefi, because Sheayu Letzane Hador Omrim, because the Letzane Hador said, Me Abimelech Nit Aberasara. The Letzane Hador are those who are scoffers, those who are not skeptics. Scoffers, they're they're uh, people who belittle 
important people or important things. They're called letzanim. So he says, the letzaneh hador. They were saying, Me'avimelech, where did Sarah all of a sudden have a baby? Must be from Avimelech. They said, Are kama shanim, how many years she's married to Abraham? Shatayim Abraham, velonet amberayimeno. She didn't have a baby. So they said, Oh, must be when Avimelech took Sarah. Must be that's when she had a baby. What did Hashem do in order to fight the Letzane Hador? What did he do? Hashem formed Yitzhak's face identical to Abraham. They look like twins. And therefore, because of the face that Hashem made for Yitzhak, everyone was able to testify that Abraham will lead at Yitzhak. So the Pasuk is pointing, according to this explanation, Yitzhak, of course, was the son of Abraham. Ah, but there were all types of people claiming otherwise. So Hashem gave Yitzhak clear testimony that Abraham Holid at Yitzhak. He made sure everybody knew that Abraham was the father of Yitzhak by creating Abraham's face in a way by forming it the same as it, as Abraham Avinu. Now a few different things worthwhile to focus here on this Rashi. First of all, these scoffers, these litzanim, obviously were off. What they were saying is nonsense. I mean, it sounds good when you hear it. Well, look, here's a woman who didn't have a baby for so many years. And all of a sudden, she's with Abimelech one night, and now she's having a baby. Seems simple. But the truth is, that assumes, that talk assumes, that who was the problem? Abraham or Sarah? Assumes the problem is Abraham. But obviously, the, the Abraham didn't have a problem because he had Ishmael. So, the whole, just, just look, a little, look a little more in depth and you see it's nonsense. But when you first hear it, when you, re- when you read this Rashi in the beginning, you said, ah, they have a point. They have a point. You should know that's the way of a let's. A way of a let's is that they always look like they make sense if you don't think a little deeper. The package will always look convincing if you're not willing to go into a little more depth, you will be easily convinced and it will sound obvious that they're saying the right thing. But usually, you have the answer right next to the 
question if you're willing to put a little work and think about what these people are saying. So over here, again, we have an obvious answer, but that's the way of a let. A let, he, his biggest assistant is that people don't think too much. Right? What's the koah of a let's? Is that he knows he's talking to people who generally don't look further into the matter. How many times have you seen that in your life? Where people hear something, they pick it up, and they ride with it. Did they verify it? Who said it? Is he reliable? Did they look into it? No. You have to know that a let is banking on people not thinking. That is his ability to sell nonsense. And the reality is most people don't think. Most people don't look into something more than what they hear and what they see. And that is one of the biggest dangers in life for a person who doesn't think in depth. That's why we like to teach Gemara. We don't like to teach information. Information is very important, but it's also very dry. And it also doesn't make a person think. When you learn Gemara, when you learn Rashi, Tosafot, so you are going to be forced to think. And when you're forced to think, it's not just helping you in the Gemara that you're learning. All of a sudden, you become a protected human being. You're protected from all the Letzanim in the world. In the world, there are many, many people who poke fun either with their words or with their actions at the real important things in life. It's all different types of letzanim. I told you once, I remember once, Ramil Alava Shalom, he said that if you see an article in the New York Times on the front page, about who won the Super Bowl. Big news. Monday morning, front page is all about the Super Bowl. The halftime show, the winners, the losers. And then somewhere on page 25, they talk about the thousands of people that died that day in a country somewhere. It's on page 25. In a small little article on the top right. That's called Letzanut. That's called Let's. He didn't make anyone laugh. He didn't make fun of anyone. Why is he called the Let's? Why is the New York Times in that instant called Letzanut? Because look what they did. They took a game a meaningless game and they put it 
on the front pages. And the loss of life, they put all the way in the back. A let's, what does he do? He takes something that's not important and makes it important. And he takes something important and makes it not important. That's all a let's does. That's his job. His job in life is to belittle things that are valuable, whether they're important people, whether they're important historical events, whether they're important information. His job is to sit in the back of the shul when the rabbi speaks. And any time the rabbi says something of value, his job is to lower it a notch or two. And follow? That's his job. He doesn't have any other job. Now, it's a very easy job to be a let, you should know. Not a hard job. Because you never really have to argue with what the person is saying. Doesn't matter what he's saying. He could sit for an hour and bring you a hundred proofs to what he says. But a let's doesn't need to get involved with that. All let's has to do is make a comment. All he has to say is, you believe what he said? Or he would say something like, huh? Come on! Or sometimes even without even saying a word. He can do a little gesture with his hand or face. And it says it all. And the guy next to him was inspired. But after he sees the smart lets, he says, Oh, I guess this is not really inspiring. Like I thought. I really thought I was convinced. But look at this guy. And all of a sudden, he lowers the temperature with his words or gesture. This is called a let's. Now notice, he didn't argue. He didn't say why the proof is not a proof. He didn't give a proof. Otherwise, there's nothing wrong, by the way. There's nothing wrong that when someone speaks, that a person listening who has a question or feels that maybe it's not true, to ask, to talk, to argue. I mean, all of Shas is argument. It's all about people fighting. But the difference is they're arguing about what was said and they're giving another perspective. They're questioning the truth of what that person says. That's beautiful. That's not a let. But a let is there who sits only to question and not even question necessarily for the, right, for the finding the truth. He just has a job. His job is to make sure that people don't get excited about what that person is saying for obvious reasons. Let's, he doesn't want people to be different than him, better than him, all different psychological issues that he has with himself vis-a-vis -vis others. And he needs to do it. There are people, unfortunately, I don't know if they even realize it, by the way. Not necessarily that they said, okay, let me be a let's in my life. 
I don't know if they realize it, but I know, I see it sometimes speaking. I know there are guys in the crowd. I see with their face every time you say something and the guy next to them is like, and the guy goes, I'll give, I'll give him a look, I'll give him a comment. Right away, you see it. I don't think the guy even realizes what he's doing. But that's a reality. So dangerous is this reality. It's unbelievable, by the way. That this reality is so dangerous that Hashem has to make a miraculous creation of making a son and father look identical so that people will not believe what the Litzanim are saying. That means that it's very powerful that a person shouldn't think that a let's doesn't affect me. We, we have no idea. The people right now sitting in this room, we have no idea how much we've been affected by the let's. Again, the let's is not only the guy sitting in the crowd when the rabbi is speaking. He's also a newspaper. It could be a Hollywood star. It could be a, a, a show that a guy once saw. It could be an advertisement. It could be all, it could be an uncle that one time was sitting on the Shabbat table and something came up and he, he took something very precious and belittled it. We have no idea how much of our life understanding or hashkafa is very much affected till today. It could be that many things today that we somehow are not connected to is because of a statement by a father, mother, grandpa, uncle, cousin, because of a friend, because of someone that we look up to, maybe someone that we worked for, someone that we became very close with. Letzanut is a tremendous power that affects us in a very real way. So much so Hashem has to create something out of the ordinary to be able to battle it. You know why the Torah tells us that? That means we also have to do extraordinary steps to protect ourselves from Letzanut. If Hashem Himself has to create something that is extraordinary to protect Yitzhak Avinu, that means we must also take extra steps to protect ourselves and our children What's, that? What's Hashem doing? He's, pretend, he's protecting his son, Yitzhak. He's protecting him from what? From Letzanut. That means one of the important jobs of a father is to protect his children from Letzanut. It's a very big job because they're all over the place. For example, one time a fellow told me that every time he goes to a family, a certain family member, he goes there usually by the second night of the seder. He says, the atmosphere in the seder by this fellow is what we'll call letzanut. What, what is letzanut in a seder? Where all the jokes come out. You know the jokes they've been saying for a hundred years? Oh, now, uh, you know, let's read. Oh, let's skip that. Or all different kind of comments. I don't want to get too personal. 
but I'm sure you've heard many comments in your own lives of people during the seder. Oh, guys, leaning. Maybe they'll throw a line over there. Something about the matzah. Something who knows all of, about the questions of the arba banim. Rasha ma'omer have all kinds of chokhmah coming out of the woodworks. Yes, then they are unfortunately. Now there are many sdarim that don't have talmidei hachamim. They don't have very big rabbis there. They don't have very learned people there. But you know what? They sit there and they do it right. Maybe it takes them an hour, maybe less, maybe more, but they do it with sincerity. But you have all the time, I would say all, if not all, most, is going to be a clown in the room. You know, you've, you've seen him, right? There's always that guy. There's always that clown. And sometimes it's more than one. When he's only one, sometimes he's overwhelmed. But, but this guy... He tells me he goes to the seder and he says he's raising his kids to be sincere people. They prepare a month for the seder in school. He wants to give over his obligation as a father as part of the link of Am Yisrael to his children. That is the most holy night of the year in the sense of our historical con continuity. And here he comes and everything is being brought down. He says, for myself, I understand it. I feel like I'm not going to get hurt from it. I'm not sure, 100% sure. But he says, my poor children, you should know that that Seder night could destroy his children for history. It's not just, oh, a let is not a damage for a night. That image of lowering something valuable that will be lowered forever. He goes to school, this kid, when he's 17 and someone mentions something about the Seder. He already heard from his uncle that this is all nonsense. Again, the uncle didn't explain why, didn't prove anything, but that's the let's. The let's leaves a very big impression. So it's a very serious question that that fellow asked me. I'm not going to tell you what I told him. Okay, I'll tell you what I told him. <clears throat> I told him, are you able to get out of that invitation? Because that's the first thing you should do. He said, no. Cannot. Shalom bayit. The whole thing. Can't do it. I told him, okay, you're stuck. What do you do when you're stuck? So I gave him a piece of advice. Don't, don't say it too loud. But it has to be done with the right kavod. It's got to be done with the right respect. This could, this could be misused. I'm warning you. So listen good and don't misquote me. Let's say the person he's eating by was his father-in-law. Example, I don't know if it was. That was not, let's say that was. So I tell, listen, you and your wife and your children must respect 
the people in that house. I said, however, however, your children are in danger. I said, what you need to do is on your way home from that night, you have a 10-minute walk home. So on the, at that time, you talk to your wife in a way that you make sure everyone hears. You don't talk to them. Talk to your wife. Say, so listen, I will never go back there again. That's not a seder. It's ridiculous. Hazit. They don't know. Hazit. They're such good people. You got to make sure you say that. Hazit. They're such good people. I love them. But that's not a seder. Not the way you do it. What kind of, what kind of attitude is that? And you tell your wife, we're not going back there again. Next year, you do the same. What you've done is you're following the halakhta bidrachav. You're following Hashem's lead. Hashem doesn't let a let's destroy his son. He must take real care from these people. They're not bad people. They're not evil people but they could destroy your children. Now, this kid, after... Now, this, this story happened 20 years ago. Fast forward years. Happens to be that this guy's children are the most beautiful children. And we speak once in a while about that. Till today he's going. Till today he goes. And every... He told me, he told me after like five or six years... His kids, his kids came over to him and said, Dad, why don't we have our own center already? We can't go there anymore. <laughs> You're laughing. That's damn it. He told me when it was COVID. And they had their own center. His kids came over to him and said, Dad, thank God. Finally, we could have a real center. Do you understand what this man accomplished? Again, you got to be careful. You don't want to disrespect people. Because it's your, it's your family. You don't, re, you don't disrespect family. You give kavod. But you have to protect your children. And I think everybody's got situations like that in their life. It's not something you're going to go through life and say, well, I don't have that problem. We all have that problem. All of us have the same problem in different ways, by different situations, with different people. And as a father, as a responsible father and mother, we must protect our children from letzanut. You send them to yeshiva for 12 years. You pay hundreds of thousands of dollars tuition to get them to have a little, a little feeling, a little yirat shamayim. And one let's, one let's could destroy all of it. A let's could destroy everything. A father should not forget his responsibility to protect his children from the let's in the family, from the let's in the class, from the let's out there that you're aware of. You must address this problem. 
Even the Creator Himself is addressing the problem. You, you, you follow what I'm saying? Hashem sees Yitzhak is being made. They're talking Letzanut about Yitzhak. So He's protecting Yitzhak and those who are getting affected by it. By, by making a miraculous change to his face. Interestingly, by the way, the way that she describes this let's, something, something wild. You can miss it when you read Rashi, but let's read it again. That she says, that she's words are, Lefi shehayu hador. The scoffers of the generation. You ever hear about Gedole Hador? <laughs> you heard? You heard? Gedole Hador. Who are the great people in the generation? That you heard about. You ever hear about Letzane Hador? What does that mean, Letzane Hador? They are people who are Let's. But Letzane Hador, the scoffers of the generation. You know what it means? Just like every generation must have Gedole Hador. Could there be a generation without great leaders, great rabbis? Every generation, Am Yisrael, always, Hashem made sure every generation has its share of Gedole Hador. You have to know that. There's no way Am Yisrael can exist without its Gedolim. But just as much, just like you need Gedole Hador in your life to be able to uplift yourself, Hashem made opposite the Kedushah, He made opposite that, Tumah. What's the opposite of a Gadol Hador? The Let Hador. It is a must. That is going to balance. If there would be only Gedole Hador without the Let's, it would be a no-brainer. How does Hashem balance the greatness of a Gedol Hador that everyone's going to go and learn from Him and follow Him? What's the balance to that? Hashem creates Zela Omadzeh, which means the greater Gedolim you have, the greater the Let's you're going to have. So that it could balance out. In fact, the Maharal says, you ever hear of two guys that are constantly written up in the Torah? They always show up when there's a problem. You hear them? You know their names? Anyone know their names? Who are the two guys in the desert? Anytime there's a problem, they're center stage. Datan Abiram. Datan Abiram are the guys. By Korah, they're right there. Says the Maharal. What, what's the story with these two guys, Datan Babiram? They're always causing problems. They're always making fun. They're always belittling. They're always. He says that was, the Maharal says, that was the Tzad Tum'ah to Moshe Naharon. Hashem gave Moshe and Aaron to our people. 
opposite is Datan Baviram. He made two very powerful people who were let's Litzane Ador. Every generation and every person is going to have to deal with the scoffers of the generation. Whether they're in your family, whether they're by your seder, whether they're in the street, they could be in your son's classroom. Your son's going to have friends. There's going to be amongst them a let. There's going to be one. Your son can be the most beautiful guy. But with a let and not preparing your son for the let, you can lose your children that you're investing in. You have to know that. Let's is a very dangerous person. And a very important part of fatherhood and motherhood is to protect your children from the let's. Not enough to teach them. You must protect them. Otherwise, you will lose the values that you yourself were teaching them for so long. Unbelievable. Letzanei hador. That's why it says Abraham holid in his heart. To tell you that part of a father's job is to protect himself. Hashem protected, excuse me, to protect his children by making Abraham look like he fathered his heart. I'd like to share with you one more thing and then we can go. By the way, some explain just according to the Peshat. Why it says Yitzhak ben Abraham, Abraham holy Yitzhak. To teach you that a father doesn't end by birth. Yitzhak was ben Abraham. But Abraham was unique in that he was holy Yitzhak. He understood his responsibility was not just to have a child, but to raise a child. And that responsibility stays with a father for as long as he has his children with him. You have a responsibility not just to have a child, but to make sure the child becomes a quality person. Abraham holid et Yitzhak. He fathered Yitzhak. He made sure that Yitzhak would turn out to be the great person that he became. Just to turn your attention to a different part of the parasha here, the end, David Melech writes a whole book of song and praise and appreciation to the creator of the world. Tehillim is 150 chapters, many of them very long ones. Beautiful words, each one could take us, each pasu could take us a very long time to get its beauty and its depth. And he opens up Sefer Tehillim with the famous words of Ashrei Ha'ish, he says, fortunate is the man, right? And I'll just cut to the end. He says, Fortunate is the man who doesn't sit, who doesn't make, you can't avoid them. But to sit with them and to go and decide that you're going to be there with them, He doesn't sit with Moshav Letzim. It's all kinds of Moshav Letzim, unfortunately. You have to be careful everywhere. Even in Shul, you have to be careful of Moshav Letzim. People come, you know, after Shabbat. How do you spend Shabbat in Shul? You know, they, how do you spend Shabbat in Shul? 
And Jewel, after, what do you do after, after prayers? What do you do after prayers? Huh? You go to a class. Nice. You go to Mazda. You know what some people do? You know what people do? They drink. They sit down and they drink. Huh? I saw one time in Yen, they had 20 bottles of Arat. Only 20 guys in the Minyan. That's called Letzanut. That, that is Letzanut. Letzanut, the act, what, what are you doing? Shabbat. Shabbat is the most beautiful, holy day. Learning on Shabbat is so extra beautiful to the soul. You take Shabbat and you just sit there and drink and get drunk. That's called Letzanut. You have your children around that or yourself around that it just belittles the greatness of the moment that you're in is all kinds of let's not oh sorry so moshav let's means a person who's careful sometimes a let's can pop out on fifth avenue while you're walking you, you can't control it. but that you can never control but moshav let's moshav let's means to sit down with people who are a let's. You make an appointment, what time? Are we going out with the let's in tonight? Moshav, that's called Moshav let's in. You can't avoid the seder with your family. But to go with let's in, Moshav let's in. There's all kinds of Moshav let's in. I don't want to start telling you all the different examples. But I, but I will tell you some. I will tell you some. And don't get offended by it. And if you get offended by it, realize how much you've been infected. The Gemara says in Masechet Avodah Zarah that a person who goes to, the, to a stadium, look at that. A person who goes to a stadium to watch an event. It's called Moshav Letzim. Moshav Letzim? Who says, who says there's going to be a, a Letz in my section? Who told you? doesn't say you're going with a Letz. Being there is called Moshav Letzim. Why? Because there are 100,000 people sitting down doing absolutely nothing. There are 100,000 people sitting there taking precious life. Yes? And belittling the value of time and the value of life. I said, don't get offended. But I'm just telling you how, how far Letzanut plays a role. Letzanut, when you belittle, you know, a person, Lo Alenu, a person, guys, Lo Alenu, a person gets sick. Everybody's crying. Everybody said, oh, the person, he died so early. He's only 50 years old. He's only 60. Everyone is in Avelud. They can't believe it. They can't believe it. That means life is precious. Guy has six hours to waste on absolutely nothing. That's what life, that's why you ripped your clothing. For the guy, that's why you felt bad because of spending time in this precious world doing something that is really of not only little value, no value. 
and the opposite, it's considered a letzanut in the sense. Uh, you know, let me explain to you why it's letzanut. Before you get offended and get up and never come back. <laughs> Should I give you other examples? I'll give you an example. A Super Bowl party. Let's anut. What are you, what are you partying for? What, what exactly is the purpose of that party? It's bad enough that you watch the game. But now you made a party also with it. What are you partying for? In Judaism, we have parties. A baby is born. We have a party. A brit milah. We have a party. Someone's getting married. We have a party. We have shiva brachot. Get a party. We have a siyum, you make a party. Right? Pidyona ben, you make a party. What exactly is the purpose of that party? Explain. It's called Letzanut. You're taking something that has zero value. It's bad enough that you have in your mind some value for it. And then you create a Saudat mitzvah also around it. Letzanut. That is called Letzanut. You're taking something worthless and making it hashuv. That's called moshav letzim. Now you should know, you're not so far removed from what I'm saying. Imagine, imagine you would go on Super Bowl day to the house of, of Chaim Kanievsky. Nice, I love a shalom. Imagine you went Super Bowl day to his house and you saw him on a big screen watching the Super Bowl. Of course, he turned off all the commercials, not, not allowed to see certain things. Of course, he followed the halakha. He would not let his eyes see the wrong things. And he's watching the Super Bowl for three hours. How would you walk out? What would you do? Would you, would you be a little disappointed? You'd be very disappointed. Why? Did he do any avera? Did he do any sins? No. He, he ate kosher. He's having popcorn. Kosher. Why are you walking out disappointed? What did the man do? Which mitzvah of the 613 did he, uh, did he uh, transgress? Why are you disappointed in him? Why? You walk out saying, this guy, I don't know, he's off my map. I'm, I'm never going back to him. Why? What did he do? Because you and I both recognize that that's a stupid thing. You know it yourself it's stupid. So you do it, but you realize it has no meaning. And people who have value of life and value of time, they don't do dumb things. They don't do things that don't mean anything. And they certainly don't celebrate it and party around it. It's letzanut. That's why you get disappointed. Because it's meaningless. There are many, many examples. We don't have that much time. I can give you more, but I'm going to stop. But bottom line, you understand that letzanut is a all-inclusive in many areas. Says David al-Melech, Moshav letzim lo yashav. Which means to have a letz in your life, you may not be able to control it. But Moshav Letzim, you're going to go buy a ticket to sit with Letzim. You're going to have to go dinner with the Letz. Says David Amela, fortunate is the person that doesn't sit with Letz. That doesn't make a time to make to sit down with Letzim. 
And the question is, the question is, why is that the introduction of Tehillim? Tehillim is a book of song, is a book of happiness, it's a book of emunah, it's a book of bitahon, it's a book of some most beautiful pesukim that we have in all of Tanakh. What's the right way to open up Tehillim? You should open up with Ashrei Yoshvevetecha, Tehillah LeDavid, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Talk about praising Hashem. That's how you open up a book of, of praise. You open up with praise. He opens up with Musar. His fortune is the man. You know who he is? Doesn't sit with Letzim. What does that have to do with the book? What David Amelech is telling you? Is you see this book that I wrote for you? This book could change your life. And it has changed millions and millions of people's lives. The book of Tehillim could change your life. But if you're going to sit with Moshav Letzim, close the book. Because nothing that I will write can help you. You're wasting your time. So as a warning sign, he says, Ashre, fortune is the man who doesn't sit with Letzim. Before you read my book, don't do that. You will not be able to benefit from the great principles and values and the happiness of this book. A let's doesn't bring you happiness. It brings you complain. A let's likes to complain, to put things down. He has a, the wrong evil eye. He sees things in the most destructive way. Says David, I'm going to give you a beautiful way to look at the world. I'm going to give you simha, but not if you have Moshav Letzim in your life. The same thing in Shohan Aruch. Shohan Aruch, you know how many books there are on Shohan Aruch? There are four sections, thousands and thousands and thousands of halachot. Thousands of halachot. What's the first halachah in Shohan Aruch? You open up the first halachah in Shohan Aruch. You open up the Ramah. The Ramah says, and you should be careful from what, what is the, word, the words of Shohan Aruch. I want to, yeah, you have a the first Allah covers the way you live from the morning to the night, the way you go to sleep, all your berachot, all the food, all of Shabbat, all the holidays, all of the halachot of Brit Milah, all the halachot of Hoshen Mishpat, the laws between men and men, financial laws, all the laws that have to do with Shaita, all the laws of Kisui Adam, all the laws of Sdakah, everything, everything that a Jew does is a Shoharu. First halakha from thousands and thousands. Velo yitbayesh. A person should be careful not to be bashful. Mipene bene adam from certain people. Hamal igim alav. That belittle him. That mock him. Ba'avodat Hashem midbarach. When he does good in his life. You know what he's telling you over here? He's telling you that I'm going to give you a book of halachot. It's going to change your life. It's going to give you direction. It's going to give you something very, very beautiful. It's an upgrade in everything that you do. But be careful. In life, as you grow, you're going to have to encounter people who mock you. If someone tells me in this room, I never had people mock me, there's something wrong in you. You must not be growing too much. Because if you have taken steps in your life, to upgrade yourself, there is a must that you're going to get mocked. Somebody is going to make comments. 
Someone is going to give you a look. Someone's going to ask you, oh, you're a rabbi now? Oh, I didn't know you're a rabbi. Oh, didn't know you're a rabbi. Now, what's wrong with being a rabbi? What, what, what's wrong with it? Huh? Yeah. So, I, don't know. I don't know. It's a bad thing. I get offended when they call someone else a rabbi. But you understand, they give it with that extra spice. Oh, you're a rabbi now. Yeah. Yeah. Rebbitzin. You understand? Oh, I didn't know you're so religious. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh I don't eat out. Wow. Ah, hashub. Understand? <laughs> These are, if you tell me, I don't have people commenting on me. People never mock me. That means you got nowhere in life. Because says Shohanaruch, the first halakha you're going to keep that you didn't keep, the first thing to expect is a guy come and go and make fun of you. So if you don't have this principle, so you're wasting your time reading the halakhot. There are always, Hashem puts them in every generation. There's Datan Va'aviram in every generation. They're called Letzanim, not Letzanim, says Rashi, Letzanim Hador, which means Hashem plants in every generation. He plants Letzanim that are there. And they, by the way, they have a very important job. You know what their job is? To make sure you're real. To make sure you're emet. To test that what you're doing is not a fake fad that you just got into. To test the truth. Are you really doing this because it's right? Are you really doing it from your heart? Or are you just following something that you learned or something that you got excited about? The Letzanim have a very important goal. They're there to make you real people. Real, sincere people who do things because they understand the value of what they're doing. And not just passes by that happen to get stuck on something. The passes by, the minute they hear something, boom, they check out right away. They get scared. But a guy who's rooted and understands what they're doing, the let's is his test. If what you're doing is sincere and thought through and you're following something that makes sense and you're really committed to what you're doing. That is the job of the let. The, the gadol hador's job is to teach you what to do. The Letzaneh Hador's job is to make sure you do it for the right reasons. Shabbat Shalom.